0: okay good afternoon everyone i hope you're all doing well welcome to episode five of epic cash twitter spaces thank you all for joining on i'm your host jam and as usual a topic voted on throughout the week will be the focus of today's episode and that is for today if and when bitcoin core falls why will it happen and if it does will epic cash be next in line now, as always, as I always say, today's episode will be recorded, so if you're uncomfortable with speaking, I would suggest to stay muted for the session. If you haven't, please do share. This space is on your Twitter and any other social media that you make use of, i.e. your LinkedIn or your Facebook, etc., etc. The more attention that we can bring to Epic Cash, obviously, the better for us and the project and, and driving the project forward. So, Let's get into the news and updates for the week. So first of all, I'd like to start off with a community project update. And that's actually Batuhan and Fatima's time-lapse video of them putting the Epicash stickers and labels onto hundreds of flower pots. Now, these pots will be shipped to customers all over Turkey and even some cities in Azerbaijan. So this will provide Epic Cash, obviously, with a really great amount of help in terms of raising awareness in these particular countries. If you haven't yet seen that video, please go and check it out. Fatma has posted it in the numerous Telegram groups, and it really is absolutely awesome. So thank you so much to the both of you for your efforts with this project. Now, Black Tiger has also been working really hard on the new version of the tip with the te- within the Telegram groups. This had been released in the middle of the week, but unfortunately, there have been a few bugs, which I understand was to be expected, given there were a number of updates needing to be made. Now, for those who are familiar with the Epic Cash Telegram groups, this tipping mechanism that we have has been a big part of supporting one another in the Epic Cash community with our individual projects and work and volunteer work that we're all doing. So, again, I'd just like to say a big thank you to Black Tiger on behalf of all of us. You're doing really valuable work for the community. and Long may it continue. So thank you for that. So also, on episode four, the potential threats of quantum computing was raised in relation to the, the breaking of the privacy of Epic Blockchain Protocol and the potential for it to be able to do that. Now, this week, some of you may have tuned into Uncle V's live stream. Todd Lewis actually announced that him and his team of developers have now got a working proof of concept on a quantum resistance proof of work algorithm. Now, obviously, this is early days in terms of being able to implement, but at the same time, we are most likely a number of years away from quantum computing being released on a large scale. So the fact that we appear to already be way ahead of the curve for this is obviously really great to hear. Now, Max had provided all of us with some exciting news this week on the release of a new wallet. But I would like to now open up today's episode for people to discuss the latest news and updates for this week. So would anyone like to tell us all about this new wallet that will be released very soon? What I'll do is I'll add the people that have requested to become a speaker. And um, if you would like to speak, obviously send a request through and the floor is all yours. Could everybody hear me?
1: I, I can now um i couldn't like for the past couple minutes it looked like you were talking
0: though could could anybody else hear me or could anybody else comment
2: yeah i can hear you now it's weird uh it just kicked me off my bluetooth bluetooth headset muted me uh put me on speaker (laughs) and i had to restart but uh, (laughs) i but i'm talking now
0: (laughs) Uh, well, Uncle, could somebody just confirm that that was um that, <laughs> that people I, yeah, me, I, I, this is Uncle V. I
3: can confirm that we heard you, and I think it'd probably be best if um if Max uh, would share the information about the wallet, he'd probably be the most qualified. Yeah.
2: One. Well, well, the, the wallets, uh, when right. it rains, it pours. So if you haven't played with the uh, 4.0 GUI wallet from Poolboy, it's an alpha, uh, but uh, he's quashing bugs uh, by the bucket load. Uh, it's awesome. So if you have Mac, uh, Windows, or Linux, um, then uh, get with Poolboy and download that. If you notice any rough edges, please let him know so uh, he can fix them. Um, so desktop is, is awesome. Uh, it includes integrated Ngrok. Tor, um, uh, a node. So you don't have to mess with ports, um, which is a big usability advantage. Um, if you care about privacy, obviously Tor, uh, is important. And then, uh, for people that are building apps, uh, which increasingly is happening, uh, like the black tiger tip bot is a great example. And I guess that's another example of uh, software that people are using as a wallet. Um, uh, if you're doing stuff like that, then Grok um, is really useful. So that's one track. Poolboy has been working on that for quite some time, so it's great to see uh, the first green shoot pop out above the soil. Uh, but the one that I'm most excited about is I've been personally playing with the Stack Wallet uh, for a few days now. Um, uh, Diego is getting so, so close. Um, he's a, a true perfectionist, and uh, the level of meticulous attention to detail there is uh, is stunning. I can now see why. It has uh, taken, you know, not a long time, but uh, genius uh, and quality can't be rushed. And as always, if uh, faced with a choice between something substandard um, or subpar, faster, or something better that takes a little more time, we're going to go uh, the slower way. So um, uh, any day now, we will be playing with uh, uh, the Stack Mobile Wallet um, with Epic, um, and that's a that, that's a major step forward. So. The, um, uh, the, the functionality in the beginning will be the Epic chain itself through Epic Box. So you'll be able to talk to the VEAT exchange through the cross chain deposit and withdrawal. Now there is a fee there. Uh, so it's, and then there's that extra step. So it's not e- exactly uh, optimal. I'll describe in a second uh, how that will evolve over time. But in the beginning, there's kind of a little bit of a wall between uh, the VEAT world in the Epic world, uh, but basically, if you're talking to uh, anyone that has an Epic wallet, say, for example, the new epicpay.me uh, website that's that's coming, uh, kind of almost like a directory of, of wallet addresses uh, for pay people or for fa- paying people, <clears throat> imagine the business implications of that. Um, uh, you'll be uh, the coins will be able to circulate around our network much more fluidly than today uh, because a lot of people are still dealing with the CLI wallet, which is great if you're a tech head, but most people um, most people aren't. And then over time, we're going to be including more uh, uh, seamless conversion mechanisms between, for example, the Vite token uh, epic 002 and the epic coins um and things like uh what robert has going on on uh, stellar and binance smart chain so uh once you see what's there uh it's it's uh, an important step but it's only the first step it's like we've we've just barely started to enter the
3: race now hey max uh this is uncle g i just want you to clarify one thing please because um you were talking about being able to interact between uh, Diego's Stack's wallet and uh, Veet, and from what I understand, and maybe you just have new information, is that we're not we're not there yet. That's going to be a later development. Yeah,
2: let me let me clarify. So, what you have to do is do the cross chain deposit or withdrawal.
3: Right. Okay. Okay, I, I, I really want clarification on that. Uh,
2: okay, so, so let's I, say you I, I, have wait. so let's say you have Epic 2 in your Veet wallet, yes. you will yes. need to to make a withdrawal from Veet, to your Epic local wallet, using a cross chain okay. withdrawal.
3: Okay, I understand that, but to get into Diego's wallet, don't you have to somehow handshake with uh, Epic Box?
2: Uh, the wallet sets up uh, an address on Epic box for
3: you. Wow. Okay.
2: That's
3: brilliant. This is, this is amazing news. Um, now, now, so, in,
2: until okay. until a, in, in, until a uh, an illiterate farmer with cerebral palsy and cataracts uh, can use this <laughs> stuff, it is still way too hard, um, and and we're considerably uh, far away from that. So um, I don't want to I don't want to oversell it. Uh, the fact that we can do anything at all is a major step. And just realize that uh, where, we, where we are, however good it is, is a starting place to that magical sort of like, you know, imagine you just blink your eyes and think a payment and it happens. We'll keep uh, working on it uh, to make it easier and easier.
3: Yeah, I just want to make sure that that, that we don't set up potential ankle biters who, upon the first experience, say, you know, say, no, this doesn't work like they said it should. So, <laughs> Again, I'm maybe yeah. I'm being overly cautious, Mac. No, you you just, you, yeah. you can
2: you can tell uh, you've had uh over a year of uh time in the saddle yes. now. Um <laughs> you have got you've got a chapped backside. Uh, uh I'll I'll lend you my uh, my spare case of preparation H. But uh <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, welcome welcome to welcome to the struggle. Um, but but no, it's uh, it, it's going to be great. And then the other thing that's uh, that's coming that's going to be really exciting. We got some work to do, but um, Change Now is the backend partner uh, for conversion. So you'll be able to do BTC, Ether, Doge, Firo, and Monero, and uh, do a one-click swap uh, between it. Um, yeah, I know, Uncle, you were hot on GoDex.io for a while. Change Now is a similar service where you just say, mm-hmm. okay, you want to go from uh, this coin to that coin send your coins here yep. and then you get the coins back. Now it is uh, centralized and uh, trust-based, meaning if they just decide to run away one day, then you're screwed. But I mean, that's not really uh, their game and they've been around a while um, and I expect them to uh, to stay. So uh, we've been talking to them for a while about um, getting on their platform. And as we uh, uh, el- eliminate the reasons why not and solve the blockers, uh, we-, we get closer to that. And so eventually we will have one click uh, uh, swapping to uh, other coins, and I think the product roadmap for Stack—it's uh, is singular. I learned today, Stack Wallet is what he's calling it. So the the product okay. roadmap rap, map for the Stack Wallet is really interesting, because he's targeting uh, long tail niche coins with uh, fanatic communities that have some special feature that is not supported by the uh, mainstream wallets. Like nobody cares about Pirate Chain, nobody cares about uh, Firo, nobody cares yet um, about Epic or like uh, the Mimblewimble extension blocks uh, for Litecoin. Um, So I'm helping Mm -hmm. him put together the roadmap of other coins that we want to build bridges to. And this gets us another way to kind of Borg-like infiltrate and assimilate these other coins communities.
3: And may I just give a public service announcement, please? And my, my my PSA is this when Stack has all of that built in, Epic Cash will no longer be a dollar. We're gonna be talking about it's gonna be hundred dollars. Or <laughs> so please, please please pay attention
0: now. Create and... that photo, Uncle V. Create that FOMO. Amen. It's true. Right. Well, thanks for the clarification on all of the wallet updates, guys. really appreciate it. So I think we can probably crack on now with today's topic. So as all of you know, normally what we do is to start off the discussion of the podcast is that we will. Oh, Sorry, Max, I'm just going to mute you just quickly because there's a fair amount of background noise. So, um, just to start over that again. So, as you all know, normally what we tend to do is to start off the discussion of these podcasts, and I'll tend to focus on a particular area and ask everybody on the podcast what their thoughts are. But for this week, I'd like to actually kick things off a little bit differently. So, instead of posing a question to all of you in relation to a specific cause or an event on why the fall of Bitcoin Core could happen, I'm just going to ask every one of you on the podcast today a simple question. And whoever steps up first with their opinion, we can discuss that as a community. We can discuss their view, why we agree or why we view the situation a little bit differently. So for everyone tuning in today, what's your first thought or the most important reason to you on why Bitcoin Core could fall from where it currently sits today at the top of the mountain? I'll go first. I would say fractional reserve
3: and educating people on the fact that there are not 21 million Bitcoins. There's probably 50 million BTC right now, and BTC is not Bitcoin. But I think the more people become educated to that fact, um, that, that, that that Satoshi Sandcastle uh of which it is built on <laughs> it it's going to start to fall uh max max uh please step in but i think fractional reserve education is going to be the achilles heel could one you of ex- them.
0: could you expand on that uncle V? could you could you tell us a little bit about fractional reserve and what that is exactly yeah this is this is called t- pa- passing the baton elegantly max, <laughs> take it on
3: take that on <laughs>
0: Max, I've invited you to be a speaker. Um, So if you'd like to, there you go. Yeah, it, it, uh, it kicked me
2: off headset again. Let me just reset one second. I love I love I love finding bugs in the software of multi gazillion dollar companies because it doesn't make me feel so bad. (laughs) All right. So I got a one minute timer and a two minute timer.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So so tell us what's fractional reserve.
2: Yeah. Do we we want the one minute the one minute uh, size or the, the two minute size?
0: Two Two minutes, all right,
2: here we go. Okay, let's rock. All right, so fractional reserve is uh, when you uh, buy coins through Binance and don't withdraw them, they uh, lend them out to other people. So now you look at your account statement and have uh, one BTC and someone else uh, has, let's say the 0.9 BTC that uh, they they lent out according to whatever percentage they hold. So in essence, you have double spent, you have uh, uh, practically speaking counterfeited BTC um, uh, through uh, the market's acceptance of an IOU for a BTC, a promise from Binance to pay you a BTC coin rather than holding that BTC coin, you've got an effective increase in uh, supply. So it might be as high as 100 million, but it's certainly uh, around uh, 50 million at least, which is two and a half times the um, actual network amount of uh, 19 million. So uh, if you peel back the layers of the onion, about 90% of the maximalist uh, uh, thesis is based on uh, the starting point of absolute scarcity, and that used to be the case, but um, no longer is, and it's really uncontrollable because there's no limit to uh, fractional uh, reserve policies um, a lot of these uh, organizations play in regulatory gray areas. And as we've seen stuff like Celsius and three euros capital um, uh, and, and some of these blow ups, um, you never know who's uh, swimming naked until the tide goes out. So uh, there's systemic risk creeping in. There's a lot of trust. Um, people will have their uh, their their money stuck. Um, and uh, the reason that that happens of course is because an IOU for coins uh, is just as good uh, to get the price performance you want um, as uh, actually uh, as actually holding coins so I think the scarcity is a big part of it but really if you look at what scarcity does to the uh, security of the underlying network itself, there's kind of a, a feedback loop and a death spiral uh, potential. Looks like I'm gonna have to be more brief. I'm gonna flip my thing over and give myself another 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 minute. Yeah, another another two minutes. Another yeah two. yeah. Note to self: be more brief. Uh, if you're listening, Rich, I am uh, working on it. So anyway, so anyway, um, uh, hold on. Let me take a sip here so I don't cough at you guys. Um, So uh, the uh, BTC network requires uh, billions of dollars, might be north of 10 billion, but it's at least billions of new capital spending for the latest and greatest ASIC miners. Um, The oldest ones that anyone is running today, uh, they're to the S19 Pro, I think, uh, maybe S19 Pro Eco or something. I'm not a mining geek. Uh, But uh, uh, even the 17s don't really ROI anymore. The S9s from 2017 are hopelessly underpowered. So um, unless you keep upgrading the um, ASIC hardware, then you don't get uh, the, the... the mines or the the mind output. Um, And so it's like a browning banana. Now, in order to get the next generation of mining, you have to tape out the wafers on uh, the uh, the semiconductor plants. You have to place your orders with companies like Taiwan Semi and Samsung. Uh, Yoga knows a lot more about this uh, than I do. So he'd be a good one to speak on it. But basically, unless somebody says, hmm, I, I'm gonna dominate that multi-billion dollar industry uh, in five years from now by spending 25 million dollars today to uh, invest in the wafer so that I can reserve the space versus say Apple or Volkswagen or you know any other company that needs that special uh, specialized uh, service we saw automotive makers um, running out of um, uh, product because they couldn't get the chips as an example so um, if, if, if if nobody invests in the next generation of gear gear, then, uh, (laughs) wow, I'm going to have to be way more brief. Uh, If nobody invests in in the (laughs) next generation of gear, then uh, the older hardware is more and more underpowered relative to what uh, new generation hardware could do. And uh, then you have this phenomenon of, let's say, a nation state actor decides to make that, uh, let's call it $50, $100 million investment in, I don't know, two nanometer uh, hardware that is 100 times faster than the old ones and in secret for six months and gets a thousand blocks ahead, bang, you can put a bullet in the head of this thing overnight. It would take like a hundred million dollars to kill mm. to kill BTC and and not one wow. not one in a hundred thousand people could even like follow that argument of what I'm talking about and the ones that can want to uh, are vested in hoping nobody notices that uh so that they can sell their position while they get out <laughs> while they get out so like the Soviet Union was rotting from the inside for decades and uh and then in 1991 it all fell apart so collapse is a process that culminates in an event and uh a, a parabola don't resolve um, sideways. So we're back around the peak of the prior high, which was 20,000. Imagine we get into the 10s and stay there for a few years. And now all of the, well, if you just win in doubt, zoom out and hodl and you, know, uh, you don't lose if you don't sell and all that stuff. One by one, all these arguments are, are, are falling apart. I think BTC is a dead man mm-hmm. walking
0: just a quick question max just for the average investor just before i let enrico uncle vigilante speak on for an average investor we go to CoinGecko, we go to coin market cap and we see that bitcoin has a maximum supply of 21 million is that the case yes well
2: at the network at the network level But if you include the overall uh, supply of uh, BTC coins at the network level, plus IOUs, um, ersatz, uh, substitutes for BTC that are accepted by the market, like imagine if you're selling bootleg copies of a Rambo movie on DVD, and those are just as good uh, because you're in uh, Rawalpindi and nobody cares, um, then that is the effective reality of the market.
0: That's exactly what I was looking for. So, I mean, we I mean, it's uh, I know you've quoted a few times that you have a friend who runs a, I think, a, a quant trading platform. And he mentioned that there was in excess of probably 55 million bitcoins in circulation, something on those yep. lines.
2: Yep. And growing fast. And the true and the true number and the true number is unknowable. So if you look at things like Robinhood uh, and GameStop, AMC, these so-called meme stop stocks. Uh, What what happens in the regular uh, stock market is uh, people will naked short. Uh, A lot of stocks have like 130% of their total shares outstanding um, out there uh, in the nooks and crannies of uh, like how long the settlement times. Some platforms are one day and some are two and some are three. And you've just got all these uh, shenanigans going on where like you would think how could you short. 130% 130% of the outstanding float, and yet they do. Um, or like gold, uh, uh, like the annual mining production of planet earth is traded every day on the futures market for gold. So price discovery is kind of an artificial process and they never have to deliver. Um, so uh, it used to be mark to market was how you valued your financial assets. Uh, and then it was mark to model and now it's marked to magic or maybe fantasy.
3: Hey, Max, uh, you, you, you said that you felt that BTC was, in essence, dead man walking. Part two of this exercise is, will Epic Cash be its heir? How can you, or can you report on, are we in any way uh, resistant of fractional reserve practices ourselves, A, and, and, uh, and B, what was the, uh, oh, B was the mining? Um, are we going to be in the same boat? Because, you know, 98% of their DNA. So are we just late to the party?
2: Right. Well, let me start. Let me start. Uh, Okay. So uh, I'll start with the mining and I'm going to flip the one minute. So we're not here all day um, practicing. So um, with the mining, we are uh, not vulnerable to that because uh, what we changed was within that 2% that we tweaked. Now, when we say 98% of the DNA, we don't use any of BTC's code. Uh, We are Rust and they are C. We're 2019, they're 2009. So it is a conceptual, conceptual. Conceptual uh, DNA Ooh. rather than a code uh, DNA. Um, and so uh, we use polyphasic proof of work with multiple algorithms um, that target uh, uh, commodity hardware types. Um, 96% of our hash rate goes to ordinary CPUs and GPUs. Only four percent goes to ASIC, and as we add additional algorithms, uh, the benefits uh, grow from there. Um, so uh, we do not have that Achilles' heel or uh, vulnerable point through the uh, mining um, sector supply chain um, and uh, feedback loop related to that. So we are good on the mining side. Is that part clear? That's
3: a huge. That's a huge deal, by the way. Everybody no. listening, yeah.
0: that's a huge deal. Yeah. Would you like? go on enrique would you like to chime in uh yeah uh
4: but if you're done with uh uncle v's point about fractional reserve i can go ahead with the second uh
2: well i didn't cover fractional uh reserve yet I, I yeah, g- covered talked about mining. Then, okay, uh, yeah. all right. We'll do we'll do one minute on fractional reserve. Okay, so the reason that people can fractional reserve and double spend uh, um, BTC or the reasons are number one uh, that uh, it, it, BTC uh, it's a 400 gigabyte chain file. It takes multiple uh, weeks uh, to download and sync for the first time. Um, uh, if you want to run a Lightning node, you have to stay online and you have to set up channels. Um, they just haven't invested like we are. In in making it easier. Uh, that's not a priority for uh, th- their network, um, and we have. So uh, uh, we, we are designed for self-custody and self-service operation uh, uh, from the outset, and we don't need to change uh, user behavior. Our users would need to opt in to the old way, uh, full well knowing uh, that it's bad for them, and we're going to do our best to educate them. So I, I think our defenses are pretty robust in that Uh, in that sense. But the bigger thing is that um, holding Epic, uh, if you don't hold Epic, you don't get the benefits as if you uh, have a theoretical ownership claim that someone else holds it for the following two reasons. Uh, Epic is not just a store of value that's designed to get more dollars out. It is a direct medium of exchange as well. And you can't get those medium of exchange benefits of being able to send a million 1.4 1.4 million transactions a day uh, uh, with Nakamoto consensus proof of work security um, for under a, a, a thousandth of a penny. You just can't do that unless you have it. Um, but the other thing is that the EUSD lending system. So, right now, today, uh, I've, I've got some more detail on uh, on EUSD, which is really cooking along. Uh, so, I can uh, give some more concrete examples. Right now, today, we as the holders of 21 million or uh, 14.4 million. Epic, have about $10 million in equity value that we would like to go spend, uh, but we can't without selling our coins. So let's say once we have a USD through the ECR uh, governance token, or uh, I'll just call it a governance token, it does other functions. Uh, uh, a, a lot of these things, uh, these terms become uh, loaded and we have to be careful. But uh, so we, the uh, deciders through the ECR token, let's say that we determined that we could safely have I don't know, 1 million of EUSD outstanding. We wouldn't want to do five because let's say the market for Epic crashes and goes down to 50 cents, then we're all screwed or not all, but people would be facing liquidations and people would be worried and stuff. So to keep it super safe, let's say that we could safely give ourselves uh, 1 million of spending power in uh, EUSD and uh, see how it goes. Um, If you don't have Epic in your possession, you can't... um, get the eusd someone else would get the eusd so Mm. uh, you know what i mean so yeah like uh, there's no there's no like inbuilt protection but there's a lot of strong uh like market reasons for that
3: so it bypasses kind of the ease and laziness of just saying yeah i bought it on CoinMark or a coinbase i'm fine leaving exactly through the hoops
2: yep yep Exactly. I mean, we're not going to we're not going to breathe that bad behavior into our uh, our holder base from the beginning because we know mm-hmm. to uh, protect against it. People, people, the default choice for people today is to self-custody and they would have to uh, knowingly opt out. That becomes the high friction option rather than the easy mm-hmm. button default standard setting. Perfect. What you got, Enrique?
4: Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Uh, I was just going to say that uh, an individual can, say, through their company offer EPIC to someone else and do their own fractional reserve, but that's why educating is important and that's why you place so much emphasis on that uh, throughout the community. Uh, the second point that I wanted to, to talk about was, uh, excuse the ambient noise here, I'm going to make it quick. Is the <laughs> single reason why I think Epic will, I think Bitcoin will fail is because of tainted coins. Uh, neither institutions nor people are going to want that once they understand. And that alone, I think, is going to be the downfall of Bitcoin.
3: I'm really glad to discuss that. It. Thank
0: you for bringing that up. Perfect.
3: So, for the audience, let's say somebody doesn't really know crypto yet. Can somebody educate us on tainted coins, what that means? Is he Sure.
4: Uh, uh, I can just give you an oh. example real quick. Uh, let's say you have uh, you bought some Bitcoin and you have it in your wallet. And that Bitcoin was mined in 2016. The miner, you know, sold it to a person who used it to buy you know, to do some illegal activity and uh, you know, whether it be uh illegal pornography or uh drugs or assassination whatever you know that coin since it retains its history because btc is is a public blockchain then the person holding the btc thinks he's fine but if their government makes a law that you know they want to go after anybody who's who has coins that have been involved in xyz scandal you know, the holder is innocent, but they're in trouble because they're holding coins that were used for an illicit
0: purpose. And that's basically it. Would anybody well, like to give an example? Of yeah, a I'll, give you, scenario?
2: I'll give you an example from my own life. Uh, many years ago, I lived in an apartment complex and I uh, had a Wi-Fi router. And I, this is back in the very early days. Now, of course, they all come default encrypted with passwords and stuff like that. But <clears throat> I didn't have a password set up on my router. And uh, one of the other people in the apartment complex was using it to transmit uh, kitty porn. And uh, later that year, I, I moved out and I was living in my house. And uh, 5 o'clock in the morning, I had like six armed uh, sheriffs come, uh, good thing I was up uh, working, or else they would have kicked down my door. Uh, and and they you know seriously thought that they were going to come and bust me for for being a a, a predator and uh, you know <laughs> luckily I'm not I'm not into anything bad uh, so it was all just a a fun misunderstanding I had some uh, fun fun with the guys you know do do the mug shots again can I get a, a <laughs> photo for my Facebook um, but you know uh, like or or people that like the SWAT team shows up to the wrong house and kills uh, the guy stuff like that um, and so the example that I always like to use is uh, you answer, some, you, you sell your car on Craigslist. Uh, somebody says, hey, I've got 25 uh, grand here in BTC. Uh, let, me, let me give it to you. I, uh, I buy your car, uh, you, you go home, and then the next day you get that kick in the door because mm-hmm. the blockchain says that you are tied up in a financial crime ring with uh, meth dealers. Okay, right? you're, 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 The money trail leads to your door. So okay. you get caught up in it.
0: So how does Epic, the Epic blockchain protocol and Mimble WIMBLE, how does that prevent that? And how does it ensure fungibility of our, of our money?
1: Great question.
2: I think Izzy wants to handle this one.
1: Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> because what I was going to say is um, the CD-ROM versus the Blu-ray technology idea. This idea that um, Bitcoin is the Model T. Uh, the first, the, the first, mar- first to market. Um, however, it's it, this is the technology field, and things move forward. And um, something that Satoshi alludes to are private private transactions, uh, <clears throat> and that's just not what um, Bitcoin does. We all know we we all know that it's a public ledger system that anyone can see. And there's all sorts of reasons for business and for per- and for personal uses, uh, and to assure. Uh, in the United States, we have a thing called the, the Fourth Amendment uh, protection against illegal search and seizure. And how can you have that if everyone can see exactly, you know, what the amounts you're sending and what your address is, and is linked to metadata for KYC? Um, <clears throat> that's, that's what uh, Epic Cash um, introduces is, is this uh, more current and modern technology um, that, that moves us forward. So that, that, that was what I was going to say is, is my opinion of what would um, move Epic Cash, um, you know, closer to uh, ma- mass adoption and closer to uh, you know uh, re- replacing the value proposition that Bitcoin has out there is is the fact that we're just better, we're superior money by people, <laughs> by um, and, and not not venture uh, n- not venture capitalists funded um, or, or originated um, and and just the genesis of um, a, you know a, com- a community that has these interests of, of being superior money.
3: Hey Jim, we have a we have a security expert on, and if Bad Wolf would would become a speaker, um, I'd love to get her uh, insight on is Bitcoin um, private? Is Bitcoin a security issue? If you own it, I just love your your perspective.
0: Yeah,
1: can, can, can I go back to? Can I go back to the Mimblewimble wimble thing though? Um, it's oh, coin sure. join, and and uh, no one can see the amounts. So absolutely, It's
0: um, a very vital component of our technology. So absolutely.
1: So yeah, just the just the idea that um, it's fungible. Um, that you can't trace the coins. Every time a coin is spent, it's it's sort of melted down for future use. And and it, when it, when someone goes to spend it, it's mathematically um, uh, process through the blockchains so uh, you just pull coins out they're always fresh coins they're not you're not like you know you, you're, not, you're not on the hunt for um freshly mined coins uh in order to you know um, <laughs> um not not be t- connected to some nefarious ordeal that happens at some point in history whereas in, in bitcoin um and blockchains where they keep every single transaction through the entire history of time like what how, what practical purpose does that serve as as a as a monetary uh, function as, as 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 superior money um like if i hold money it's it's just money that i have earned or you know <laughs> um, i don't it i don't need to know the, the entire history because if you do that if you play that game you're not going to be happy with the green dollar uh, <laughs> uh or gold <laughs> um <laughs> But anyways, that's, yeah, so that's the technology that's in Mimblewimble um, just assures fungibility.
0: Great point, Zizzy. Thanks for that introduction on that. I think we've got uh, Kim on. So, jo- Kim, if you'd like to... Oh, go on, Enrique. Sorry, yeah, oh, I
4: forgot to add one thing. Excuse me. I uh, Besides the security issue, what business would want other businesses spying on them? How much they pay their employees? How much they pay their suppliers? When? Et cetera, et cetera. So it's not good for any business or any organization, person.
3: Great point.
0: Yeah, very good good point. point. It is actually
2: actually. No, I I, I think I think uh, public uh, uh, institutions that are accountable to the public, uh, especially ones that are corruption prone, like banks and governments, should be required to do all of their activity on uh, surveillable ledgers so that we know where our money is going. Uh, we, the citizens, deserve transactional privacy, and we should opt into um, a, uh, you know, we should be held to a higher standard if we're behaving on, uh, on behalf of others. So I think there's an exception there.
1: As- that absolutely. Be nice? That would be amazing. Yes. For, for that, and and that's what I've heard other people predict that will be the future of Bitcoin, Actu- actually uh, tran- uh, you know, secure transactions of large transactions, like big real estate deals, um, nation state agreements. But it's
2: but it's not secure and it's not politically neutral. And money is a network effect standard, so that dog doesn't hunt those people. Relatively
1: speaking, rel well, depending on the people who control it. But yeah, sure. The people who control what? (laughs) Uh, Okay, relatively speaking, um, uh, yeah, the people who control the network. So. Essentially, the the miners. Um, no, for now. No, no, uh, no, no,
2: no, no, no. Because it's not who controls the network; it's who controls the overall economy of uh, the superset of BTC coins controlled by miners, but then the IOUs and acceptable substitutes for uh, BTC coins, because like the big banks will accept uh, uh, futures and derivatives as collateral for contracts just as well as actual coins. And so the people who control the network, are uh, they only control 19 of the 55 million and really uh, really, they, they don't matter. Um, and the uh, the uh, the banking system is uh, united as a team. Uh, the, the governments are united into the uh, UN plus World Economic Forum, you know, mm-hmm. Satanist team, let's say, and uh, the miners are independent and fragmented. So it's a really, uh, really asymmetric battle.
1: There's a couple of control points over the network. So that includes the proof of work, uh, so Bitmain, and then there's um, the people who who hold the coin, and more and more that's corporate and and nation that could be nation states, you know, Ecuador, uh, or and the, developers, the developers, the um, developers,
2: Block Blockstream.
1: Yeah, so so you see my point then. Um, the people there are people who control the network. There's this um, growing community of powerful people who have you know control, and that that I, I, it, to me it just ties into predictions of which way Bitcoin will go. And like how it will be, how it will be uh, coveted, and and that is in the sense of, you know, um, the, the the Michael the, the sailors of the world and the heads of states of the world will agree, kind of like the, be the tails that wag the dog of of uh, you know Bitcoin having some value proposition. It maybe in the near term, and then maybe it all melts down as you know a, 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 some political fallout happens. I'm not saying it, it, it's it's more and more likely to to. To cave in on itself as 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 it becomes more centralized to to a few interests, but you know ultimately I can see it going going your way. But I think in the next decades or so it'll be more of a. Um, Love childhood. Oh, No,
2: no, no way. I don't want to talk about it publicly, but uh, Todd and I have been brainstorming for years on like how to, you know, imagine like a sapper digging under the enemy lines and planting bombs and stuff. Uh, <laughs> there's a race condition that started a long time ago. Uh, we're up from four 100 sats to 4,000 sats. And that's kind of a one way flow valve. Um, uh, collapse is a process that culminates in an event. Um, uh, uh, we, we, uh, we have a lot of latent power um, to accelerate
0: uh, uh, their uh, path into the brick wall. Thanks for that, guys. I would, I would like to bring in Kim, though, because uh, I can't remember who made the, the great point on bringing in the security expert. So Kim, would you like to have your say on this around the security aspects of this discussion?
5: Okay, I'm going to give it a shot. Um, The sound's been cutting in and out for me, too. So I think I've kept up and uh, every all the points that have been covered so far have been, you know, they've hit those bullseyes just perfectly. And my my biggest um, kind of that big picture view would be that what Epic has is that grassroots. that population. So, everything that Max has talked about, and then the stuff that uh, Izzy was talking about About you've got the Brian Sailors of the world, but you've got whales. So, you've got huge whales coming in, and of course, they can tip the balance. And of course, if we add in all of the other security issues that Max has talked about and Uncle V has talked about, then you're going to say, well, those are security issues but really they become weapons as well. So it takes everything into account. And, and that's why I, I do believe collapse is a process and those conditions that are being set up so that um, it's, it's just another, you know, it's another monetary system that has come to be, which is really has the same kind of, if they're unwritten regulations and controls because they are controlled by certain people, certain organizations, certain countries So yes, I think security wise, all of those breaches that have been talked about today, those are going to be used for and against however they need to be used. They brought down Silk Road, they brought down a lot of things over the years, and you combine all of the security issues um, within BTC with the actual outside issues of privacy versus anonymity. And once you combine all of that together, you end up with some whales that can tip balances, which we've seen, and you get you add in the political, the weaponry. However, it's going to go back and forth. So that that's my thought is there's a ton of political there's a ton of um, security issues that go from privacy versus anonymity to fungibility to everything. Then we get into the monetary collapse part of the 55 million, and then we add in the fact that there's a lot of people controlling the way this goes, and that just becomes a weapon. You've got El Salvador and they've got, you know, loans against uh, the IMF, and that changes their risk factor. Now they've got a bunch of BTC in their budget. We're, we're tipping the balance and things are becoming unstable because of what um, what BTC has been expanding to do. And they're just first out of the gate and they're the biggest target. So if things are going to go down and implode, it's going to take them with it, I think. So that's kind of my two cents. I hope I kept up with the sound cutting in and out.
0: No, that's fantastic. Thanks for that, Kim. Well, I think are, are you-
2: are you guys really familiar good. with, do uh, you remember in physics class in uh, uh, grade school or high school where they had the uh, two balloons that were connected by the tube in the middle and uh you would expect that the uh smaller balloon uh, that the bigger balloon would uh fill up the smaller balloon and uh they would end up with two balloons of equal size on either end and then i, I don't know about you guys but i remember <clears throat> being surprised that the that the smaller balloon lost its gas into uh the bigger balloon and so uh there's there's a great political phrase from uh my childhood uh i can't remember which uh, uh stuff shirt it was but uh the the, the great sucking sound, and so once people realize that, that there's no that the emperor has no clothes, there really is no floor um, for uh, for for BTC. The uh, censorship resistance has been uh, degraded to where all bets are off uh, once that uh, d- d- descent process um, uh, happens, and so I think we just absorb the uh, value that is escaping from that other balloon and absorb it into, into ours. I think there'll be a slingshot uh, multiplier effect. So when, when they go down, uh, that is our most monumental green candle moment of all time.
0: I think that- We'll be the in, only
1: ones cheering in the crypto space.
0: I think that ties us in nicely guys with bringing this into more of why Epic Cast may be the next in line. So I think we've covered collectively a number of topics So let me ask you this. Will Epic Cash be next in line or will it take us longer than perhaps we believe? Or will there be another number one before Epic Cash eventually can become number one, such as, for example, Ethereum?
2: Well, it depends. It depends on the timing. Two ships passing in the night at a thousand bucks. What is uh, Ether? at that point has tether collapsed yet that's the other thing i mean there's so many potential triggers for the detonation that's not even funny um tether is just a brazen fraud that uh it's like that movie weekend at bernie's uh you know where they're like moving the the dead man around all weekend, uh, so nobody <laughs> notices that he's uh, passed on. Um, it's really, uh, it's really the same thing there. So uh, Tether has to print more and more and more. Uh, if you want to see how unhinged uh, and detached from reality that's become, it's almost farcical. Go to Paulo Arduino's. Uh, I think that's the CFO or CTO, one of those guys of Tether. Um, look at his uh, incoherent rants on Twitter, uh, trying to bamboozle people that they're uh, solvent whenever. Everybody knows uh, they're, they're not. Um, and so uh, what is the value of BTC without uh, uh, the tether steroids? I mean, Greg Lamond won the Tour de France every year when he was doping. Take that away. And he's just another schmuck on a bike.
0: Um, so it's the same thing there. Thanks for that, Max. Nice. Go, go so the,
3: the public service announcement is don't be a schmuck on a bike.
2: And and you'll you'll lose a testicle to cancer if you do.
3: (laughs)
1: Yeah, but it's hard to overlook the significance of USDT. I mean how how ingrained it is everywhere. And and sure, I mean it's a fart, and you know I can't can't discount that as well. However, it has had this immensely positive effect and made several millionaires around the world.
2: But when that unravels and people uh, get burned and then they have the the counterparty credit risk of uh, being a bag holder, Um, I mean, Coinbase updated its documents to say, if we go bankrupt, oh, and by the way, we lost $430 million this quarter. If we go bankrupt, your assets are lost.
1: Um, (laughs) The the, uh, the roaring roaring 20s are nice when they happen and then the, the Great Depression sets in.
2: Guys,
0: let's, is try a hell of a and, let's try and steer this towards, if you don't mind, why will Epic Cash be next? You know, what makes us so brilliant that will will take us to number one in the next few years, five years, 10 years, however long it may take us? Scalability. What makes us stand out?
2: Yeah, so scalability is probably the biggest one. BTC can do 500,000 transactions a day. We can do 1.4 million, but we know how to take that up over a billion. So at the Singularity, six years from now, when we're doing 128 megabyte blocks every 10 seconds, that's 1.1 billion transactions a day. And BTC will still be at uh, 500 and uh, 500,000 versus 1.1 billion. Their their transactions are two to $81. Ours are gonna be under a fraction of a penny still at that billion dollar level. Our network gets more secure and cheaper to operate um, as it goes forward. That's just on a single, a single shard or, or thread or fiber um, as we add more uh, uh, fibers and more uh, components to the stack. Remember, Epic is not just about Epic. It's about EUSD and ECR and all the other stuff uh, that, that is coming. And so as all that gets built out, um, it's like uh, the, the peanut butter is great, but when you add peanut butter with chocolate or jelly or uh, some other delicious thing, you get a, a, a multiplier effect. So scalability—it's um, enough to handle the, word, uh, the world's all of the world's wealth. Um, elasticity, because our mining—the ability of people to inject energy um, into energy value into the blockchain—is not um, gated by uh, the ability to uh, or the necessity to buy ASIC mining equipment um, from China. Um, so uh, that's that's another uh, another factor, and also that just that you can serve more use cases with micro payments that are cost effective. Uh, you can make penny payments all day long and have it make business sense. You can't do that um, on these other, uh, th- these other networks. So I could go on, but we're running short on time, so I'll leave it there.
3: I wanna just throw in a few. Uh, this will be quick, but I just think first and foremost, uh, Jam, a tenacious community, I think is what leads us there. It's our fundamentals.
0: Great it's our, Great it's our
3: roadmap and it's our deliverables. And then it becomes our responsibility as leaders within this tenacious community to build awareness. We need more evangelists, which is going to lead to more investors, which is going to lead to more hodlers, which is going to lead to breaking all time after high after all time after high. People will start taking notice. And then what Max just referenced, as far as scalability, when that truly kicks in and at retail, you're using Epic Cash, it's game over. Game over.
0: Awesome points, everyone. Thanks for that. It's fantastic discussion. So I think now probably a good time for us to start closing out today's show. So I'll, I'll take everybody off speaker if you don't mind. So I'll just do that now. So just to give you all a few quick updates from myself, I've been speaking with a number of people, including those that have tuned in today on the new Passion for Epic series. So we've been planning episodes and arranging dates, et cetera, et cetera. So when we've got the date of that first episode, I'll be sure to notify the Telegram communities so that the stories and projects of these individuals can be voiced and heard. I'm also really excited to announce that I'll be jumping on a live stream with Uncle V on his channel in the first week of each month. And I can certainly say that this show will be, you know, informative and entertaining. So make sure you tune into that. If you're not aware or haven't subscribed to Uncle Vigilante's channel on YouTube, go and check him out. He's got hours and hours of Many people say charismatic and informative content on Epic Cast, so I strongly suggest you go and subscribe to his channel. But before we really wrap this up for today's episode, I'd actually like to introduce someone who's tuned in on the call today. Uh, her name is Evie, and she's a personal friend of mine who is actually looking into starting a podcast series in Tagalog for Filipinos for the promotion of epic cash and so this is obviously really exciting news but without further ado i'd like to introduce her onto the call so i've just invited you evie to be a speaker so if you'd like to just introduce yourself and maybe you can tell everyone about what you're thinking with this podcast uh evie if you um i don't know if you're having any technical issues but um i've invited you to speak if you'd like to come on if you like if you wouldn't like to then no problem at all we can always do it another time hi evie how are you I can see that you've become a speaker. If you'd like to unmute yourself.
6: Hello, can you hear me?
0: We can hear you now. <laughs> yes. How great. Hi. How are you?
6: Hi. Almost, almost Thank you so much for inviting me here. Um, sorry for the background. So um, I'd like to introduce myself again. So hi, everyone. My name is Evie. And just like what Jam said, I will be starting a new series of podcasts about Epic Cash, targeting Filipinos. So here in this podcast, I will be using Taglish or you know what we call a mixture of Tagalog and English since um, in the Philippines, our second language is English as well. So we do mix them. Okay, so um, one of the reasons why I'm going to do this podcast series is because you know, the Philippines has a population of approximately 110 million people And this is actually a huge opportunity for Epicash to gain awareness in my country. So most especially, there are no instructions or information out there in Tagalog about how to start this. I mean, this is a great opportunity to introduce such a great project. So yeah, that's that's, um, the thing that I can say about my incoming project. And um, I would be joining the Telegram groups and... I'll be giving you updates in due course. Thank you so much, Jam, for introducing me to this one to, to give me a space in your podcast or in your Twitter space. No,
0: you're very welcome, Evie. And I'm sure all of us, as well as obviously the ladies of Epicenter, all of us would encourage you to join, you know, all of the Telegram communities. And obviously, welcome to the project. I think Uncle V also wants to give you a, a bit of an introduction and say welcome, so I'll let him join as a speaker. But just whilst Uncle V's being becoming a speaker, this is exactly what we need. We need more people like yourself who step up and spreading the word of Epic Cash. But Uncle V, I'll hand over to you.
3: Okay, Evie, first of all, I just want to say uh, good on you. Congratulations. Thank you for leading with your chin on this. Um, I've said a long, long time there needs to be a... A hundred uncle V's or uncle uh, EV's, whatever. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> and and I would be happy when you're at the point in time ready for kickoff. I would be happy to have you on my show to be able to let our community at large know what you're doing and then let's try to get as many of our American community members subscribe to your channel to just give you a little bit of a a a boost and then any any way that we can collaborate in the future um I just that this this part of of uh this Saturday made my day so Jam, thank you for that great surprise and evie best wishes to you you're gonna you're gonna just uh do an amazing job
6: thank you so much uncle v i do i do hope a lot of people will be listening to this because this is really a great a great coin and you know studying it further when i found out about it and then when i talked to when i talked to jam and actually my my husband is also included in in the epic cash um I, I got more interested diving deep into this and I would like I would like as well the Filipinos to know about this
3: mm. well welcome to the rabbit hole and uh, and and dig deep in the Philippines just let's keep that
6: rabbit <laughs> hole going we'll do that
2: thank you Evie, so thank you <clears throat> uh please dm me once you get set up on the telegram um i want to help you get set up with an epic fund me and the tip bot and uh we can pass the hat and uh get people supporting you even if it's you know one coin two coins here and there uh fatima batuban's wife in turkey uh put stickers on flower pots uh people are doing all kinds of stuff so uh there's really an opportunity to uh uh, turn this into uh, a self-sustaining business venture as well
6: yes I will thank you so much Max, for that we um I was actually telling Jam about other plans that I have for for epicash and um, to be honest I've been um, I already started with one of my friends who is doing um, um a dance battle so I'm not sure if you're familiar with the with battles and dancing battles like b boys or something in the philippines so i already introduced epicash to him and told him um, why don't we market epicash so um where something that would market epicash while you do the battle and there's a lot of media there so we can you know expand and market epicash more in the philippines other than me starting this one
0: sounds fantastic evie that i mean as i said earlier uncle v and max have touched upon it that's exactly what we need spreading the word and Mm -hmm. hopefully this gives other people that are listening into this in live or on repeat you know motivation for you you can start your own podcast or you can do something similar which helps promote epic cash and spread the word of financial freedom yeah so With that said, then, guys, I'll wrap this up today then. So if you're new to Epic Cash, come and join the community at t.me forward slash epic cash and make sure to come and join on as well to episode six next week, same time, 2 p.m. Eastern. The poll for the topic of episode six will most likely be posted tomorrow. I've actually created a telegram group for people to give their thoughts and ideas on potential topics for each episode moving forward. So if you would like to join this group and to give us your thoughts and ideas on topics, just drop me a message and I'll add you into this group. Thank you everyone for joining. uh, Excuse me. Thank you everyone for tuning in today. I hope you all really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm hoping that you all, you know, enjoyed the show and I'll speak with you all next week. Okay. Cheers guys.